0: Welcome to The Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, guys, thanks for joining me on another episode of The Red Light Report. This week, we have another biohacker This one is Tim Gray, who's considered the UK's leading biohacker. He's also the founder and CEO of the Health Optimization Summit. And we'll hear from him in a bit here. But after he spent years of self-healing his body from chronic health conditions through biohacking alone, Tim embarked on a mission to educate and empower the masses. Eventually, he did create the Health Optimization Summit, which is Europe's largest health conference, which aims to provide people with the knowledge, tools, and resources to take their own health and performance to the next level. Tim works closely with people um, in the biohacking world, such as Dave Asprey, Dr. Sachin Panda, who has uh, to do with the circadian rhythm, Dr. Gerald Pollock, fourth phase water, Max Lugavir, who's amazing at helping uh, prevent Alzheimer's. And Dr. Miracola who does a little bit of everything, Tim's passionate about a lot of topics, which we'll get into today. I'll cut to the chaser and welcome Tim to the show. Appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah, you're based out of London. You have a pretty interesting background as far as like you, like I mentioned, how you biohacked yourself back to back to health in a way. So, give us a little quick background story of of your health maladies and your health journey and how you came to found the Health Optimization Summit.
1: I'll be really quick with this because I could go on forever. Um, basically, I got ill after being a, a business guy running three companies, waking up at 8 a.m., working through till 11 p.m. every day, and um, basically eating just before I jump into bed and got chronically sick. I mean, chronic fatigue, bloating, digestive issues, brain fog, kidney stones, and I got hospitalized several times. It was just, it was pretty bad, and the doctors just shrugged their shoulders and didn't know what to do. For instance, kidney stones, they said just drink more water. Well, you know, we now know it's down to leaky gut and gut permeability issues and oxalates and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I, I was just astounded by how unknowledgeable they were about the chronic issues, but amazing at the emergency ones. And, you know, that's, I think, where the medical world sits today. Incredible if you break your arm in a car accident, whatever, life saving, amazing, chronic. You know, you just have to look at current times to know how little we know about health and flourishing versus, you know, having to roll out quick measures to mitigate those. So really I I realized that there was a a massive gap and that couldn't help me. And it was quite a daunting feeling to think the doctors don't know how to help me. And I just kind of like started researching myself and being a business guy used to having post-it notes with, you know, working out problems and solutions and sticking them all over the walls and stuff. I kind of did a cause and effect chart of all the issues and trace them back uh, to to their root cause i guess which is now you know what functional medicine does and this was 10 years ago, and it turned out that I'd had seven mercury fillings in my mouth and I have a a genetic snip of the the MTHFR. So I have a problem detoxifying. So I was building up mercury as well as eating sushi every single day of my life. Pretty much love that stuff, which also introduced parasites and mercury toxicity, which means cellular deficiencies and minerals and stuff, which means your adrenals are stressed. And then obviously it's a, a snowball effect, I guess. So so really, I, I, I was optimising my health, trying loads of supplements, different cleanses. It was really early days. I didn't know much about nutrition. Just I thought fruit <laughs> fruit and smoked salmon was healthy at the time, which it, it is contextually, obviously. One day I heard about Bulletproof Coffee and Dave Asprey's work, listened to the Bulletproof Radio, uh, tried Bulletproof Coffee felt like I came alive just because it was high fat and I'd obviously not been eating enough fats so and my digestion hadn't been getting the fats properly, which really helped my hormones get back online and uh, my energy pick up. So I knew there was something in biohacking and bulletproof coffee specifically. So I can't have explored that world and then stumbled across hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which is one of my, I'm known for one of my favourites. It was so expensive per hour and so few clinics around the world at the time that did hyperbaric, especially off label out or outside of a medical setting. I decided to open a clinic in London, which I did. And that kind of got me on the map in the space. Um, I went to some of the conferences, got to meet Dom Diagostino and Dr. Paul Harch and Mark Sissons and all these guys. Then I went to Bulletproof Conference 2017, realized that there was a big tribe of crazy biohackers that, you know, were more advanced than paleo guys then, you know, because I love paleo effects don't get me wrong but it, that was much more tribal whereas the biohacking was kind of like a more detail focused data driven type of guy and that, I resonated with that very much so when I came back to London there was no tribe there was no nothing just a few friends of mine that thought they were biohackers because they have bulletproof coffee every morning and then I decided to start a meetup group which kind of Grew very, very quickly. The first one was about 40 people. Second one was about 100 people. And then I realized the name biohacking didn't resonate with many people. Uh, They didn't really know what it was. And there's a lot of media chat about it, like becoming cyborgs and stuff like that. So I labeled it as Health Optimization and Biohacker London. And then we grew to thousands in no time. Now we have, you know, 300 people turn up on a Sunday morning once a month to come to the meetup. After a while, it's kind of like, got a bit big and people saying why don't you do a conference why don't you do a conference so i did the first one was in 2019 and we had dave asprey and um john gray from men are from mars Women from venus and dr amy killen and you know all of these huge actually all the biggest names from the states and across europe as well came to london um, with 1164 people so (laughs) that's just happening again post covid Mm -hmm. next year next may so yes, really my journey in, and, and along the way, just learning stuff for 10 years and applying it and seeing patterns, and in the meantime, growing on social media and putting out good content consistently, really.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing story. I mean, yeah, guys, you need to go check out his, his Instagram, it's Tim Biohacker. Uh, he puts out a lot of great information, just general health wellness biohacking tips. So go check him out there. So yeah, Tim, that's amazing how quickly, over 10 years of your health journey, but your your uh, the Health Optimization Summit I imagine next year in 22, it's going to be in the thousands, correct? As far as the 10.
1: Yeah, we got 1500 people. We're expected and we sold 70% of the tickets already. So it's pretty, pretty solid. We just signed a really big, a really big name. And I think that's going to help. I can't mention it yet, but.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Because I just got back from a, a biohacking conference in Miami called Biohacking Congress. Yeah. Um, had a pretty solid turnout. It's it's a newer up and coming biohacking event as well. I think there was a 300 plus in person, 300 plus virtually. So yeah, kind of one to follow for people in the States. But yeah, yours, like you said, very, very comprehensive with, with all the different things you implement, such as um, I was just looking on the site, you know, biohacking, nutrition, longevity, fitness, and functional medicine. So like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's not myopic just to one of those. It's very comprehensive. Um, mm. with that being said, you're pulling in a lot of speakers from all different types of expertise,s and whatnot. Mm. So you're getting some some really cool speakers. I noticed.
1: I know Biohacking Congress. Actually, I was supposed to speak, but unfortunately, the uh, borders weren't open for us English people oh. just yet.
0: We couldn't make it. Oh, so
1: you're supposed to be there
0: in Miami? Yeah. Well, maybe yep. I'll get some time next year. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw that you have your own health optimization digital course. So, kind of just give us a breakdown of of what that entails and what people could expect if they were interested in that.
1: Well, really, I think the reason I did it was, and I didn't want to do a digital course, actually, but number one is that 10 years of my journey, and actually, it's probably more like 11 now, I guess. It took me ages to figure out what I needed to do. And I think this is a common thing in the biohacking space or alternative health space. It's like, I've got this, this, and this going on. Like, what do I do and what order? Where do I start? You know, and people are like, well, the obvious one is always start with your food and your nutrition, but people don't know how to to deal with that. And then they've got brain fog, so they think they need nootropics and blah, 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 blah. And it's just kind of like, it's a bit overwhelming. Which supplement do I take? Do I end up having 50 supplements in my cupboard? And like, what's doing what? And not really, nothing really moving the dial, getting an aura ring, but not improving your sleep and stuff. So it's really the question that I got asked so frequently, it's just ridiculous. It's like, where do I start? And it was almost exactly the same, like people were copying and pasting it hundreds of times every week. So I put together the fundamentals of health and this is what I communicate my Instagram for free. So anyone thinking, you know, you're selling a course, I don't care if you buy it or not. I really don't. But if you want to learn what I learned in the last 10 years and get the fundamentals in place, that's really what the course is there for. And the the patterns I kept on noticing was that with biohacking, as with red light, obviously, Everything we're doing is mimicking nature in some form. Satelliteing for seasonal affective disorder, blue light in the morning. Not getting enough sunset or like the red spectrum of the sun. Red light therapy. If you're not breathing properly or you're living in a city and it's not clean air, air purifiers or hyperbaric oxygen therapy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And everything always links back to nature. And yet, if you ask anyone, when was the last time you saw sunrise? Or natural blue or blue light instead of your mobile phone light when you first wake? Or when was the last time you got your shoes off and stood in the garden on the grass? Because that gives you free electrons. And that is critical for our energy production, for our mitochondria um, and for scavenging free radicals and detoxification and all of these things. Most people, when I ask this on stage, you say, put your hand up. Who's grounded in the last week? Maybe one or two. These days, it's in, <laughs> these days, it's getting more and more because I have literally been hammering this for the last three years. But before that, like the only thing I knew about grounding was that in the Bulletproof Coffee Shop in Santa Monica, they had a grounding strip so that when you're working, you can touch it. But they didn't even advertise it. They didn't even tell anyone. The point is, is there's basic building blocks, optimizing your day so that you sleep better, not just optimizing your sleep optimizing your water, and that means filtering and remineralizing it properly, not just using products, et cetera, making sure that you're grounding, making sure that you're removing your junk light or or blocking it or reducing it, making sure that you're seeing natural light and getting more of it, making sure that you're moving frequently throughout the day and breaking your days up and how to do that, how to optimize your mind in terms of reducing stress levels, which obviously helps balance hormones. I mean, basically, it's the fundamentals. And if you're not doing the fundamentals, but you're taking supplements or you're using this technology for meditation or, you know, whatever it is, it's not going to work properly unless you have the fundamentals that your body needs to operate. And that's basically what the course does. It lays it all out 10 days, what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And then there's like a Slack community where people can ask me questions. Personally, there's a monthly coaching call where you know any personalized stuff can happen as well so that's basically the course i mean it's been really fun it was really fun to film it it was hard work because i'm not i don't consider myself to be a camera guy or a podcaster but so many people asked so it's out there yeah so that's uh yeah health optimization digital program which is a link in my bio on instagram
0: yeah i love that tim i mean we're basically cut from the same cloth because like you and i preached this when i was in miami i was on a couple panels And I said that, like you just mentioned, we're so, especially in this biohacking community, we're so entrenched and ensconced in these newer technologies. And like, what's the newest thing I can add to my arsenal? But like you mentioned, if you're not taking care of the fundamentals, and most of them have to do with nature and or are free, like you're saying with your diet and fasting and and breathing, if you don't have those fundamentals in place, then why spend the money and time and energy on on these newer technologies. It's like adding these different technologies to a potentially unstable foundation. So take care of those first. Uh, So I love that.
1: I just pointed to one supplement for a moment. Spermidine, great new supplement. It's good for mitology. okay? I I really like it. But if you're 60% operational, like you're not flourishing and you're expecting to flourish by taking Spermidine, you're kidding yourself. Don't get me wrong, they're a sponsor, they're exhibitor at my summit. I really like it. I take it when I'm fasted before I'm going to bed, but it's not going to move the needle. It's going to be like a 1% refinement, maybe a two or five, but you've got to work on yourself first. And I think the problem is most people go, I just want to take a pill. I just wanted to be okay. Done. Like I've got a headache. Let's just take a headache tablet. Instead of going, well, actually I'm dehydrated or I've got root canal treated teeth that's actually causing a nerve problem that's causing the migraine, for instance figure out the root cause opposed to just popping a pill and i think that really the fundamentals do help your body flourish they really do like people notice their energy and mental clarity pick up very quickly and um yeah i mean myself included i doing these things routinely i'm not using junk light with the exception of right now with this lovely instagram ring for this podcast because it's it's uh the sun's just gone down but I feel and look younger than I did ten years ago. I saw
0: that side by side picture on your website. It is pretty amazing. Over the course of the decade, you've gotten uh, chronologically older, but biologically younger. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole goal, right? With with this biohacking and longevity. I'm going to
1: be 43 in a few months' time. The other thing is, is uh, if you slept badly, you're pretty moody often. You know, like stressed and um, whatnot. And when you sleep properly you're not and it's funny it's almost like when you're in the matrix and um, Neo is being punched and he's just dodging like this you know like dodging and looking around really your brain when it's when your energy is right and your brain's operating correctly it's much more like that in real life you know I had an example today where I had some builders come around to check out the property for instance and she was being awkward and just not being logical and She was pushing me and pushing me and saying, Oh, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. And the old me would have just gone like, got cross. But in that moment, I was just looking around at the situation and I said, Okay, this is frustrating, but let's look at this logically. I'm not cross with you, but this is what we need to do. And it's just funny. I laughed at myself inside at the time as like, when I was ill, you know, even a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that so composed without getting cross. But in fact, and for her, she actually afterwards, she said, oh, I'm sorry if I was awkward, blah, 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 blah. And it's like completely dispelled instead of as an argument. And, and I think when you do these things and you're well slept and you don't have any deficiencies, life becomes so much easier and happier. And so do the people around you because people attract to that and they warm to it opposed to the opposite when you're negative and shouting and rude, you know, that's generally who you attract because that's the world that they accept. So, yeah, this is really what I think biohacking does for me and for many, actually.
0: Well, with running the risk of being redundant, given what you've talked about this far, especially with the digital course, mm-hmm. oh, what does your day look like from a biohacking perspective? Like, what's your morning routine? What do you do throughout the day? Maybe not every single thing, but what are the big things that are like non-negotiables that that you implement on a daily basis?
1: First thing I do when I wake up is to have five minutes of silence, this is probably one of the biggest things, believe it or not. And I've never been it's never been easy to meditate. And I've used the Sensate meditation device for for quite some time now because I found that that took me into my body and away from my mind. But really, it's not about getting away from your mind and into your body. It's more about being and just being still. And but what I do, this silence and reframing it as silence is I sit there and think about the day before. And if there's anything that's triggered me or anything where I wasn't happy, and try to understand it from all angles, try to dissect it. And for instance, if something triggers me, I go, what was it about that? And why did I trigger about it? What does that tell me about me? Was it about the other person? And, you know, what's that? Why? And then after that five minutes, the alarm goes off. That's it. I get up and do my day. I read. I I follow the morning miracles, actually, um, which is a great book. Yeah, I do my five-minute silence. I read my affirmations, which takes me six and a half minutes, um, which is... (laughs) So ridiculously powerful, it is crazy. It's actually so crazy. Um, Visualizations, two minutes, reading, and then journaling. But I don't do journaling every day. I feel like I need. I do that if I need to work out extra stuff or really have a lot of appreciation. That's really the foundation. And if you see, that doesn't involve any supplements or anything at all. I have a glass of mineralized reverse osmosis water uh, to support my adrenals detoxification. And then after 20 minutes, I have my bulletproof coffee. So I'm fat-fueled for the morning, wait an hour, and then I have my breakfast. I also have stretches. I have a rebounder trampoline over there. I have a roller bar for my posture. I have my red light therapy stack over there. So these are all just little bits that I piece in throughout the day. Actually, in the course, it explains you know what to do, when, and why. So, so really, it's very, 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 very simple. I do have a couple of supplements I take, depending on what my goal is of the week. And then twice a week maybe three times depending go to the gym i stand at my standing desk which has an earthing mat on it so i'm earthed most of the day and then i have breaks to go out actually take a walk around go down to the park and things like that uh, so it's, it's very 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 easy if i had a really bad night's sleep i would jump in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber because i have one upstairs Perks are the job uh For how why I- if you don't mind. Um, I do an hour, hour and a half, just depending. Like when I was actually filming the course, not the night before I filmed the course, it was the most horrendous night's sleep I've ever had. My readiness was like 56 or something. And I was sitting in front of the camera and I was like, my eyes are all puffy. And I was like, you know what it's like when you first wake up in the morning, your voice is off, your eyes are puffy. And it's just like... I'm supposed to be filming this course where I look healthy. And the one night, one night I have a bad night's sleep and the next day is now. So I jumped in the chamber and it was in my lounge in my last place. And the, the video guys thought I was absolutely batshit crazy. So there I was sitting in my chamber with my oxygen mask came out, did two aniracetam and then recorded day one of the course. And video one, you can just about tell that I was, wasn't was quite on it. Video two, you wouldn't know. So things like that, depending. And I, I don't like being too stuck in a routine that I do the same thing when it's not needed, but I have a routine enough that it becomes effective and automatic based on Atomic Habits, um, if you've read that book.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, of that book. Well, let's step back to one of the first things you said was the affirmations because you seem very affected, positively it. So just tell the audience you know, quickly what that looks like. You don't have to say exactly, but, but why for you has it been such a, a needle mover?
1: It's more talking about who you are and reinforcing who you are. So, for instance, I'll give you an idea. I'm going to I'll open it up and I'll share this while we're on. For instance, I'll give you a couple of snapshots from it and then I'll tell you why it's important. So where I am is a result of who I was, but where I go depends de- entirely on who I decide to be today. Whatever I do, I do it the best I possibly can in the time I have allocated to it. And I have laser sharp focus now. So if we just break those two down quickly, for instance, it's saying whatever happened yesterday, whatever happened yesterday, it's irrelevant. But today is a new day and don't be primed by a bad day yesterday. Make sure that today is a fresh day and you can be excellent. Whatever is in front of you in that moment of time, do it the best you can possibly do. Don't skip over it. Don't be lazy, whatever, because the law of averages play out. If you always do excellence all the time, then obviously that will play out. And laser sharp focus is so that I'm not distracted by things all the time. So I block out time in my calendar. Also within that, I say time allotted to it. That primes me because later on in the the affirmations, it, it says every single task I have has a schedule and a time allotted to it. So therefore, when I do something, I set the timer and I don't get distracted along the way. It really, like for me, it's super focused. And there's other things as well, like I put in here when I wrote them. I spent you know, probably three days overall, going back to it, writing these affirmations. And I realized how they have shaped me so much. And it's like, if you don't have a map for who you are or where you're going, how the hell do you know where you're gonna go? And people say manifesting. I don't believe in that necessarily, but I believe in talking about what you want to be or who you want to be rather than who you don't want to be. And those affirmations are a daily drawback onto the path. It's almost like, you know, the guided missile will go off of of its target and self-correct all the time until it hits its target. It's the same with us. And yet if you don't self-correct all the time, you end up over here. So that's, you know, just a, as an example, another example would be I plan my year each month, every week, every single day, and I have goals that I keep a tab on. I leave every person I speak to better off than when I found them because I generally care about what's happening in their lives and I'm not afraid to give an honest compliment. That's it. I mean, this is the type of thing that I would say. And this is one actually it has shaped me probably the most out of all of them as followers that are pointed, rude or waste my time that I can't learn from. I will instantly block and not engage in any negative comments. I will learn from everyone. So the point is, I've noticed over the you know since implementing this that instead of someone saying, Tim, you're an idiot or the C word, which I've been called a few times because they don't agree with my opinion. I've noticed now. I'd say, okay, can you can you explain why? I would love to understand what you know, <laughs> so that I can know it and then bear it in mind, because then ultimately that makes me better. And I don't trigger. And it's funny since been doing that instead of moaning or shouting or swearing or being cross with them back. Followers have actually messaged me and said, I love the way that you've handled that. So th- this is really, really a guiding thing. The other thing is is that I'll, I'll share this one last piece on it. And biohacking is you know obviously a systems thinking approach with everything so I can do yoga as a biohacker and it can be biohacking but a yogi doing bio, uh, doing yoga won't be doing biohacking you see it's about me using it systemically uh, as a system sorry yeah for instance another thing is like when I was traveling we drive on one side of the road here and in Europe it's the other and I hadn't driven on the other side of the road for a very long time and I was like I don't really want to drive just in case this happens or that happens it's like well actually that's a limiting belief So one of my affirmations is, you know, I am happy to take personal risks because it shows strength. If I'm uncomfortable doing something, I do it because that's where the magic and adventure happens. It's where I excel and grow rapidly. You know, this is the type of thing that affirmations can do. And it's funny because I've now seen myself doing these things and I'm like, I've just been talking about them every day, reading it out loud to myself. And it really has shaped my reactions, what I'm doing, instead of going, oh, I'm not gonna do that bungee jump, for instance. I just do it. Obviously I calculate risk (laughs) before doing so. But um, yeah, so that's why affirmations are so powerful. And I think a lot of biohackers or health optimizers do a lot for their body. They don't necessarily do enough for their mind. And, As I know from a lot of biohackers, their stress levels are quite high, they're hyper alert, they're worried about every single food, every single supplement, every single thing going on in their life. The heart rate variability is shot to bits. And as soon as they get into parasympathetic, their heart rate variability doubles. They need to learn to let go. So working on the mind, you know, obviously helps drive the body, reduces stress, helps the immune system, helps the digestive process, and helps the whole system work.
0: This podcast interview was brought to you by the Longev Revive Cream. If you haven't heard of this cream before, go back and listen to the podcast interview with David Horneck, one of the people that helped create this amazing cream. The cream was specifically developed to enhance red light therapy treatment sessions. And not only that, but improve vibrational healing from the frequencies of full spectrum sunlight. The Revive includes special ingredients such as photodynamic amino acids, which helps convert UV light to red light. It increases production of this thing called fibronectin, which is said to be the holy grail of anti-aging. And then there's astaxanthin, which has been shown in clinical studies to increase skin moisture, moisture retention, and elasticity. There's turmeric, which contains an antioxidant Anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties. There's copper peptides, which also has antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effects. C60 has high antioxidant power to prevent skin aging, 172 times more than vitamin C. And then there's also geranium rose, shungite, humic acids, and most of these ingredients are organic and they're all high, high quality. So if you want to check this cream out, go to longev.com. That's L-O-N g-e-v-v.com or you can also find it on biolite.shop that's dot BioLite. s h o p. I love that and so a you wrote them yourself you said you say them out loud versus mm-hmm. in your head do you say the same ones every single day or do you have such a library that you kind of cycle through uh, very the same
1: one i mean it's, it's six and a half minutes dedicated every morning i can update it i will update it but I've been doing it this particular one now for 3 months nearly maybe a bit more. I guess the other one is this um on my phone. Um I've got uh, you can't see it actually but it's like your triggers are your teachers whatever triggers you reveals where you need to heal. This is my phone background and it's funny because I've had that there for 6 months now and I was triggered a lot beforehand and since been seeing that on my phone unconsciously without reading it every day. I can't consciously recite it, but I know it and it's helped me. And it's the same. So, so again, another form of affirmation It's so powerful and yet it's so underrated. It's insane.
0: That's cool. Like you said, the mental aspect of of biohacking is super undervalued compared to the physical. You know, I know other people that use stick, you know, it's like you mentioned before, they have them like all over in their bathroom around their computer. Like you said, kind of a subconscious where you're reading these positive affirmations, but the when you see them enough times on a daily basis, it does become very, very powerful. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. But let's move on to uh, some of your other favorite topics. You mentioned you had mercury fillings taken out, Mm -hmm. which I know is a massive ordeal. You don't just have any dentist take them out. And obviously the Mm -hmm. implications of having mercury in your mouth and mercury vapor, especially with cell phones by your face and all that is, you know, we could discuss a whole podcast episode on that. But just give us a breakdown of the process you went through Uh, to have your mercury fillings pulled out and what you noticed post fillings
1: it's one of the bigger areas for me i went to my standard dentist when i realized so i I got thrush or some infection around one of my metal fillings and i googled it metal fillings thrush and it said mercury poisoning so i got a test and yes it was very high So I went to my dentist, standard dentist, and said, can you get my metal fillings out? And she said, oh, we don't believe in that. I mean, we can replace them and say that there was damage, but the the government doesn't allow us to say it's unsafe and just pull it out. So I was like, I booked in. And then the more I read over the coming weeks, it's like, you don't just get a traditional dentist, excuse me, to pull them out because they really don't understand this stuff. They still think it's safe to put something that's out of the body that's unsafe that you evacuate a school if it's if mercury is spilt and yet it's safe in the mouth just because it's proven so anyway when i found out it was dangerous i looked for a biological dentist i found one in london and had them taken out over the space of a few months for me it was like a light bulb moment once they were come once they come out and probably about mm, 60 70 days afterwards is when you're you know you're really a bit more clear of it depending on your genetics. Some people have metal fillings that don't ever have an issue because they're really good methylators. Their bodies detox properly and they haven't had certain things go on. Whereas for me, I'm I have a MTHFR gene variation, which causes me to not methylate things properly and uh, detox correctly. So for me it builds up and there's a slower process of detoxification afterwards. Interestingly my mum has exactly the same detoxification issues. So obviously we have worked on her later. Traditional dentists, just to be clear, will not believe in this. So if anyone's listening to this and thinks that they can go to their dentist and say, oh, I heard about mercury fillings, it's dangerous. The dentist will say, no, that's not proven, that's quackery. But mm, chemistry isn't quackery, and we know what mercury does. And amalgam fillings are an amalgamation of various metals, usually around 50% of mercury. How can we be so stupid to think that because it's in a solid form? that it's not poisonous then even though they evacuate schools as soon as you break a thermometer with mercury in it it's nonsensical to me they say oh well it's safe in the mouth because it doesn't give off the vapors it doesn't give this effort in the mouth but actually they can now measure it and when you brush the tooth when you eat on the tooth when you have hot foods on the metal tooth it actually does and it gives off significantly more than our bodies are supposed to have it causes immune systems. It causes um, you to not have certain enzymatic reactions in the body. And enzymes are so, obviously so important. I mean, enzymes make our eyelid blink from all the processes around the body. It blocks various things. It competes with the cell. It causes damage to the cell membranes so nutrients can't get in and toxins can't get out it causes brain fog and it's been linked to neurological issues um, like Alzheimer's, et cetera, and Parkinson's I think as well. It's pretty toxic in the body in certain amounts. And unfortunately, if you eat farmed fish, have metal fillings, and various other ways of getting it as well, then you're probably going to have some element of it. And when you detoxify it by doing collation protocols and things like that, then people's health seem to improve in a line, correlates very well with how much mercury they have removed from the body. There's various ways of collating. I won't bore you with the details, but my favorite brand is Quicksilver Scientific and Dr. Christopher Shade. That he's the an absolute wizard. I love him to bits. He was a speaker at the summit in 2019. I'm a big fanboy, um, just because he, you know, he knows what he's talking about, opposed to a lot of people that just say have an IV, <laughs> uh, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the same effect. Anyway, so yeah, so it's really important. Dentists can't place amalgam fillings if a woman is pregnant. And many countries have banned it. In fact, I think it was Germany that actually removed all mercury fillings from everyone paid to have it done. I think it's Germany. And yet in America, it's still readily available, good old America. And in the UK, it's still accepted. Be smart, get it gone. And you know, if you're optimizing your health, but you still got metal fillings, mm, time to get it sorted.
0: Well, just like you can't out-exercise a bad diet, you can't Out chelate metal fillings (laughs) in your mouth, right? Like you need to take care of the root cause. I mean, you can try to detox all you want, but if you're not taking care of what's causing it, by and large, then you're never really going to solve that issue. Correct? Mm
1: -hmm. Indeed, indeed. And the the answer is to go and find a biological dentist. There's a biological dentist website that can tell you where they are globally. There's various different standards of it. Like some people just take the metal fillings out and send you on the way. Some of them believe in having root canal treated teeth, and you know um, others say that root canal treated teeth in the body are toxic, which is exactly as my I believe it to be. And have ceramic implants, not metal implants. So yeah, I'm in biological dentistry. the The world's leading biological dentist is Dr. Dominik Um He's based out of Tubingen in Germany. He's a very dear personal friend of mine these days, he's like, my, like my bro, I guess. And uh, he's leading the standard. Yeah, And he's also a speaker at the summit. uh, Yeah, I've heard a
0: couple of his interviews, uh, namely the one on Ben Greenfield's podcast, of course. But my first interview on on this podcast was actually with a biological dentist, Dr. Kelly Blodgett, who's Mm -hmm. out of Portland, Oregon. So, of course, he went deep into the trenches about, like you just alluded to, all the the negative ramifications of having mercury fillings and how to get them removed properly. And it's important, like you said, it has to be a biological dentist, um, Mm -hmm. not a quote-unquote allopathic or, or. mystic <laughs> right so yeah we've beat that <laughs> to a pulp let's move on to another topic one that hasn't really been talked about on this podcast yet nootropics and psychedelics so give us a breakdown of what they are how you utilize them the potential benefits and so on and so forth
1: number one i want to state is you cannot overclock the body without paying for it later let's just think about amphetamines or cocaine or anything at all you're going to get a spike and then you're going to get a crash and the difference from the baseline is always matching if not you pay for it more than you gain whatever it might be a nice experience Whatever. let's move on the point is it's the same with nootropics most of the nootropics actually increase acetylcholine in the brain including aniracetam which is my personal favorite aniracetam means that your brain can use more um, choline thus giving you more brain power it's semi-natural opposed to modafinil and some of these other things that i really don't agree with i think they're too much of a stimulant and they're too unnatural in my opinion the thing is that to take it back one step is that people that need nootropics generally why do they need them in the first place if their body's not operating in that higher level their brain won't be and usually the sicker you are the worse your brain clarity, mental clarity will be. So the first thing is for the best nootropic is number one, hydrate properly with minerals. Okay, Celtic sea salt is what I use in water, because if you're dehydrated, your brain is just kaput. I think it's 5% dehydration equals 30% less cognitive um, ability. So that's number one, before any drugs or anything, nature first. The second thing is making sure that you're sleeping well. And I'll get onto the fun stuff in a second, I promise. But the, po- the important thing is it's not just about popping a pill and expecting to be superhuman. Those aside, fixing the gut, if you've got bloating, digestive issues, you have mineral deficiencies and nutrient deficiencies, uh, maybe high levels of candida or yeast in the gut and lower levels of bacteria, which means that you get brain fog as well. And if you eliminate those, then, you know, your brain is around 90 odd percent, I would imagine better. And then having nootropics at that point, amazing. You will feel like a superhuman. You truly will, opposed to just taking these things and expecting them to be better and getting mineral gains. So for me, the first one is always hyperbaric oxygen therapy. You do that, your brain is oxygenated, you're hydrated, your body is in parasympathetic state, you're flying. It's amazing. And then anoracetam is my favorite. It's actually lucky vitamin... I think, do one in the States, which is my favorite. I won't say the particular brand because I don't want it to sell out. <laughs> but aniracetam, phenylporacetam, oxiracetam, and these ones are the best, in my opinion. And then you can get herbal ones like mushrooms and things like that. And then, of course, microdosing magic mushrooms or LSD. It changes, I think, as in nootropics, those two really change the way you think. It, it microdoses. I mean, they open they open your mind to think in different ways. And for me, I'll give you the the way, I don't class them as a nootropic, I class them when I need to be creative, for instance. Now, one thing I notice with mushrooms or LSD, when I do them in, in a legal country, in a legal setting, just to be clear, is that I think like in a linear fashion when I'm thinking. So for instance, if I'm thinking about my day, I'll go, I leave the house, I go to the shop, I get some food, I go to the train station, blah, 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 linear. When I'm microdosing or macrodosing, it has been known on occasions, my brain goes from 0.1 to 0.5. It's almost like more of a neural network. And when you look at the brain scans before LSD and after LSD, you see one is glowing and one is lit up like a Christmas tree where all the neurons are firing like crazy and it's creating new neural pathways. So, for instance, how I know this works so well is because my pun skills or my double meaning skills for about a week or two after doing any of these things increase you know significantly I'm constantly doing wordplay and instead of just connecting one word to one word it's like several so I think if you're being creative you're into artwork or if you really need some uh, thinking time then microdosing is amazing and it's known in the valley some people take it five days a week um, but really the ones that Alpha GPC, which is a form of choline, choline bitrate, and aniracetam really are where it's at. Actually, my course has a, a bonus video of like fifteen minutes about the different ones, which includes nicotine as a as a nootropic um, as well. You use it more tactically,
0: let's say, versus as a daily or every other day type of thing. Correct? It's it's very you know, pointed when you're going to use one of those things. Like you said, with the psychedelics, it's going to be creative with neotropics. It's possibly when you have to have a higher level of concentration. Is that correct? Provided the fundamentals are on point.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't do it every day. I probably, I used to do it once a day a week and have a real heavy day of heavy work. But now I don't, I find I don't really need them. And I think that's just because after a period of time, you don't. I mean, you have the HAP-B device as well, which is the like a mini PMF device that, Uh, changes your state and I find for concentration that's great but if I haven't got the fundamentals in place or I haven't slept well whatever there's just no point doing any of these things you don't want to get high every day but you should be happy every day anyway and then sometimes a nice spike (laughs) and it's the same with nootropics you should be cognitively clear most days And not rely on them to be cognitively clear because you will be overclocking the body and then have a crash so it's you know so that's that's my opinion on them but they are the smart drugs literally
0: (laughs) totally agree don't use them as a crutch and you mentioned modafinil and that's one that's gotten sensationalized and has been kind of labeled as the uh limitless drug correct you're not a fan of that in any capacity because it's more synthetic or the negative side effects of it potentially
1: some people say they feel like more like themselves on it than without it. I I felt like I'd had ten coffees and I was jittery and horrible, you know, and I tried it multiple times. I don't have a deficiency of modafinil. <laughs> it's that simple. I did have a deficiency in minerals and water, believe it or not, even though, you know, people drink water, most people are dehydrated. If you drunk coffee, if you had alcohol, if you've been in a sauna, you are definitely dehydrated in some form. That means your mental capacity isn't going to be right. Those are deficiencies. Get the body to where it should be and then add the other things in. And I think for most people that that need modafinil, they generally have a deficiency or something to change in their life. Yep, that,
0: that's a good way of putting it. You don't have a deficiency in modafinil, but that's also a good segue into water. Let's talk about water quickly before we we get into light. So you've mentioned minerals many times, Celtic sea salt, which is fantastic. Do you also implement Kinton water, which is a way of getting all micro minerals, nutrients from the from the ocean?
1: Yes and no. I love Kinton, very much so. It's very expensive. And I think Celtic sea salt at five bucks for a huge tub or Redmond real salt, at a big bag for 10 bucks, gives you 95% of the benefit for a 10th of the cost. And I have sachets, many sachets over there and Quicksilver Scientific actually, Dr. Christopher Shea, actually sells Kinton as well. I love it. And I take sachets with me, but in all honesty, this is far better and far cheaper and gives you the majority of it. Oh,
0: yeah. um,
1: and I've tried it IV as well in the Kinton hydration, half a liter and all this, everything in between. And I think, yes, but it is a product of, it's a sea, filtered seawater with sea plankton in it and the minerals. So, yes. Fair enough.
0: Speaking of expensive water, what are your thoughts on deuterium-depleted water? Mm-hmm. That seems to be like the next phase of, I guess, water and hydration. So I'm wondering, especially with you being so established in the, mm-hmm. the biohacking community, do you use it? Do you believe in its potential benefits as far as keeping the mitochondria unclogged? What do you think?
1: Yes, depending on who and what your sources of water are, what your lifestyle is like, what your diet is like. If you're making your own water, if you're metabolic flexible, uh, you're not reliant on carbs too much and you eat fat, plenty of fats, I don't think you necessarily need to buy super expensive water. I do think it definitely has its applications. Um, It hasn't quite caught on like it should do, but I think that the process of making it, of depleting the water, and the cost of buying it is very expensive, generally. So also, the other thing is, is if you're always drinking it, your body will become, in my opinion, quite reliant on it. So when you do need it, for instance, if something nasty hits you and you need to clear out the deuterium, you're already on a low deuterium water diet. And therefore, you haven't got that emergency kit when you need it. That may sound fairly cryptic but i'm trying to avoid a certain industry that isn't too happy with uh, deuterium depleted water specifically so i don't want to push, push any industry buttons but i definitely think it's an area that will become more accepted in the coming years but again only for certain very ill people that are going through certain treatments really need it in my opinion
0: sure yeah and it's one of those things like any newer technology whether it's you know the nutraceutical water or lights it's always most expensive when it first comes out right but then as the demand gets there as the technology to to build it or manufacture it or what have you i mean it's inevitably going to get cheaper and cheaper <laughs> i
1: hope so yes
0: yeah all right so let's move on to light uh before red light therapy we kind of talked about this a little before we started recording but i'd love to hear your thoughts on blue light blockers because i've been using them for for quite some time now especially with being out in front of screens when I'm out in nature or when I'm outside, of course they're off, but when I'm in front of screens or the night or the the sunlight goes down at night, got them on. So I'm wondering, a, do you use them? If you do how, and then lastly, if someone wants to go find a pair, what should they look for?
1: Yes, I do wear them whenever the sun has set with the exception of right now, because it's got dark while we're on this call, but I'll put them on the, Ideal time is within three hours or more of sunset. So the basics are blue light stops us secreting melatonin. Sunlight helps us produce melatonin. So if you're having a sunny day, for instance, you're producing the melatonin, but you're not then secreting it, which means you don't sleep properly. This is what's causing the sleep epidemic right now. If you wear blue blocking glasses, the yellow ones are good. For junk light during the day, like when you're on stage or if you're working in a hair salon, or yeah, these ones, they block out about forty percent of blue light, something like that. Now, junk light is when it flickers, when it has a different light spectrum to natural light, and light actually uh, has different effects on our body depending on the frequency, the colour, of and frequency. So. Basically, blue light wakes us up because it stops us secreting melatonin. Red light is very healing in various different in various different forms of red. And if we're having blue light after sunset, our bodies still think it's midday and therefore doesn't start secreting melatonin. So we don't get quite so tired, which is why everyone thinks they're a night owl. Although before computers and mobile phones came along, we didn't have this issue. Wearing blue blocking glasses, if they're the orange, which produ- uh, which block about 80%, around 500 to 550 nanometers, I think it is, that is enough to help you go to sleep. If you have the red military grade one, which true dark, Uh, Dave Asprey's brand does they block out hundred percent of blue light and your body thinks it's pitch black and it's far easier to sleep. So I wear the yellow ones during the day in front of a computer, but not always because I, I find that that doesn't really optimize me that much, but after sunset wearing the orange ones through to bed is the best. If for instance, I, I'm going to watch a chilled movie in bed for whatever reason. It's been a long day. I really need to wind down more. And I've just jumped into bed. I'll wear the red ones and watch a very red iPad. But that means I secrete melatonin. And it's it's, it's interesting because I've really tested this very, very carefully. If I don't wear blue blockers and I'm up with normal light, blue light, whatnot, playing on my phone before bed, I won't sleep anywhere near as good, and probably 30% worse. And most, and I'll wake up feeling like I'm okay, but I can see in my stats, in my heart rate variability and my deep sleep and REM sleep that I haven't slept properly. Most people think that they slept properly when they didn't. Now, if you don't block the blue light and I take three milligrams of melatonin, then I have a good night's sleep. Never quite as good as if I blocked the blue light. Then if I remove the melatonin and have the blue blocking glasses on for at least three hours, four or five is just like the best, the creme de la creme, then I have the best night all. Caveat is if I have the Wi-Fi router on or if next door has a Wi-Fi router too near my room or whatever, then that ruins my heart rate variability. You turn the Wi-Fi off and the heart rate variability comes up. So I've tested all of these things and I've done this for years now. So that's why blue blockers are great and they say some people say oh there's not enough studies out there it's woo woo blah blah blah." it's what we evolve with sun rising sun setting our body knowing via the sunlight it's not woo woo and anecdotal or should I say clinical evidence or worldwide evidence shows how amazing it is so it's actually my number one most important biohack it's the non-negotiable of all biohacks and if there's one biohack that I had it would be my blue blocking glasses
0: interesting and like you said while there not might not be a ton of clinical research it's obvious that it works like you mentioned for all those those reasons that you've looked into for yourself but we've created our own issue with technology obviously many benefits to technology but there's also a lot of negative health ramifications so mm-hmm. that's where if you're going to surround yourself by technology do mm-hmm. things to mitigate it or prevent it with blue light blockers or or uh, like you said yeah. turn off your wi-fi router at night but that's a good segue into red light therapy because that's what I always say about red light therapy. We're only correcting a deficiency of not getting enough red and near infrared light from being out in the sun, like our biology has been used to for billions of years. And it wasn't until the last several hundred or a couple hundred that we've decided to, or since Edison invented the light bulb and Tesla had the electric grid, that we've just, like you said, we've decided we can be night owls and that there's no price to pay when, you know, that's clearly not the case. So blue light blockers helps combat the technology, the screens at night when the sun goes down. Red light therapy, which I want you to talk about now, helps the deficiency that we're not getting because we're inside 98% of the day, whereas before we were used to being outside. So I'm just curious how you use your red light therapy panel for general health and wellness. And then what, what have you noticed if there's been any specific health conditions that you've been able to remedy with red light therapy.
1: You're right. Blue light sad lighting is, is replacing a deficiency in light red light therapy, whether it be near or far infrared replaces a deficiency as well. And I don't really need it quite so much when I'm traveling in a a sunny country, for instance, but when I come back here, I feel like I do need it. Now it stimulates growth and repair. In the body, it's really good for collagen production in the body. So, for instance, if you have a damaged ligament or torn muscle or had surgery, it's amazing. I, I tell you my personal experience with red eye therapy is: I had an operation, I had an infection in the muscle, in a muscle. They had to cut me open and leave it open, leave the wound open to heal from the inside out, and it had to be cleaned and dressed every single day. And they said it's three months of healing from the muscle as an open wound, they said it would take three months. And this was actually just before I went to LA in 2017. It happened a month before, a month and a half actually. I did hyperbaric oxygen therapy every day for 90 minutes. And I did red light therapy every day, 10 minutes times two. I healed in three weeks. I added in digestive enzymes, so proteolytic enzymes, so on an empty stomach. And I was necking those at like 30 a day, which obviously helps with tissue repair. I was supplementing with collagen. I was using red light therapy and I was using hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I went back to the surgeon. He said, no way, you're just a fast healer. I'm not a fast healer. I, I, I wasn't historically. Like I burnt my finger on an oven, you know, before around that time, actually. And it took months to heal up because I wasn't doing anything for it. And yet this massive, great wound. And we see the image, it was like this big. And within three weeks, it was a pinhole. And the day, the night before going to Bulletproof Conference 2017, I decided whether I wanted to travel or not, because I was worried about it getting infected. And I went, and then all this happened as a result. So the point is, if I hadn't, then I wouldn't have gone to LA, (laughs) because it's nearly a 10 and a half hour flight. So red light therapy heals you like crazy. And I'm a very big fan laser therapy has been known for a long time certain dentists use laser therapy for stimulating growth or repair or if there's um if you need for instance some people have things in their mouth that need cutting off they use laser for it it's known technology but now it's available you can actually see it way back in the corner if you're watching the youtube Um, video yeah it's more powerful and amazing than most people realize and it's one of the biohackers staples for a reason that was actually i actually brought that unit it's about 650 bucks. It's one of my actual purchases and um, most stuff people give me to try and test and talk about. But that was one thing that I did invest in because it was very important. So yeah, I love it. One thing um, biggest skeptic is my sister in law. She doesn't ever believe in anything her husband's little brother talks about It's me. My brother got a light. They actually beat me to it. He got one before me. She fell or something rather than bit her lip. And um, then she used it every day like this. She noticed that her skin was getting tighter. She was glowing better and it's not from UV light exposure. It's like she was glowing. She looks so much better. Yeah. And then she was sold. So she uses it, I think, still to this day. Um, and her lip what it takes
0: though, is to have that real uh, experience versus you and I just talking about it It all sounds good, but it's tough to believe that light can be so impactful until you have a situation, like you said, with your uh, sister-in-law, I believe. To have that mm. real result, then it's like then you get the buy-in. So it's tough to get some people on the other side of the fence. I was actually going to ask you the question: What would you tell people, those who are sitting on the fence? But I mean that that's a good testimonial. Someone who didn't believe used mm. it. Now they are a believer.
1: I mean, I have no vested interest in red light at all. Other than all I care about, I'm pro health. Whatever whatever form that looks at, and I'm talking about current situations in the world. I'm pro health. I'm not anti anything. Like whatever works is what I want to do. Red light has been one of those things that have been absolutely amazing for me. And I mean, I actually, I use a a V light device actually, and uh, this is the eight ten frequency, so it's not, not the red light spectrum. You can see, and I find this to be very good. Actually, I find it very good for cognition and I've been very happy with this. They sent me this a few weeks ago and obviously I've got a, a device over there as well and various other things, but I think. As an investment, it's one of the top five things that you can do as a biohacker. Blue blocking glasses. There's actually a quote I shared out on Instagram a while ago. It's like, too many people focus on diet and not enough on light. We need more light experts. And there's actually a specialist that you may have heard of him, Alexander Wunsch yep. uh, from Germany. Yeah, he spoke at the summit in 2019, that his work behind light therapy and the different colors and what they do is amazing. And I recommend everyone, to read a book called health and light by john ott somewhere <laughs> yeah yes yeah, amazing book
0: yeah and that's it. the thing all this information online it's not like a new revolutionary technology or healing power it's been around well forever but like mm. you mentioned this health and light book by john ott this is back from the 60s or 70s yeah information yeah. is more relevant today than ever
1: mm. yeah yeah it's amazing i mean for people listening uh, he He was tasked on growing. I think it was a pumpkin for a Cinderella film and um, they couldn't get it to grow properly because it was flashing throughout the night. They realized that plants had circadian rhythm as well and that light interfered with its sleep. So it wouldn't grow properly. And they tried all different colors, lights and lenses and glass over the top of it. And they realized that different glass changed the, the light frequencies it got through and therefore wouldn't grow. Some things they tested with corn, it wouldn't grow tall enough. Some was too short and open too early. And it did all sorts of funny things. The belief is that it does the same with us when our light hits our eye that it helps us produce our hormones obviously we know when light hits our skin sunlight converts the um, cholesterol into our hormones which is why sunlight is so important for us i mean we're like complicated house plants with emotions it's, you know basically um, we need water we need minerals we need nutrients we need sunlight and we need grounding light is far more important than we realize and there's good light sunlight and then there's junk light like led that flickers which you know which is why it triggers migraines in some people it's basically saying this light is toxic to you get away oh i've got a migraine i've got a migraine walk away oh the migraine goes they come back oh my god i've got a migraine people don't necessarily get it so yeah that's why red light therapy and light therapy in general is a a favorite
0: yeah i appreciate you sharing that just on light in general because it is super important and like you said with all these people, John, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jack Cruz, Dr. Jack Cruz or Alexander Wunsch. I mean, there's about a dozen of them that are the huge proponents of light. And those are some of the books or or articles or YouTube videos that people need to watch to kind of really move the dial on their health. Because like you said, it's not just about getting sunlight. It's about getting out of the junk light that's either in your office or in your house or or otherwise. And that includes Bluetooth, Wi-Fi and 5G, because that's just a different form of light that we can't see. Because the visible spectrum i believe is like 0.0035 of the entire electromagnetic spectrum so it's not just the visible light you can see it's this other garbage light mm-hmm. that we're surrounded by but
1: it's interesting because i heard actually a jack Cruz quote i mean he's a good curator of other people's stuff and he likes linking other things together controversial guy i like some of his work but not all of it but um he's very good at pulling things together but i think he once quote said we can only see one percent of the light spectrum 99 we can't see that means we can't see 99 of the world around us which i think is profound and um, always reminds me of like what is there here that we can't see going on like dogs with their sense of smell i'll leave you on that note then i guess <laughs>
0: well, it's crazy because it's like for migration patterns for birds they're literally following the magnetic field that they're able to perceive so they know when and where to go. Whereas of course we can't see that. We just see this amazing migration during the seasons. And that kind of gets into quantum biology and that, that, that's just mind expanding and mind blowing, uh, but it's yes. crazy. Like yes. you said, we can't see so much and as human beings. If we can't see it, we don't believe it. Right. So it's, that's why light can be kind of a tough subject to get across or educate or get people to believe in, but people are becoming more and more aware as different experts, like you mentioned are, are getting the word out. So it, it's cool.
1: I wouldn't say I was an expert. I just like to study and test a lot of stuff, just to be clear. But yeah, thank you. I'll take it.
0: Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, Tim. I appreciate your time. I know you're a super busy guy. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you, more from you? I know you do consultations or work with people as well. Um, so yep. tell us where people can find you.
1: Tim Biohacker on Instagram is the best place for me right now. On Twitter, on LinkedIn, the usual usual platforms with my content. But I'm most active on Instagram. The summit is summit.healthoptimization.com. That's Optimization with an S, not a Z because we're British and we're awkward. Yeah, everything's in my bio on Instagram, in mean, all honesty. You know what Instagram's like these days. <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
0: laughs> sir. Sure. Well, guys, this is probably just the tip of the iceberg of, of what Tim knows. I'm sure we could talk for hours, but he's got to go. I've got to go. Go check out his, his website, his Instagram for more um, amazing free information. Check out his a digital course if you want to take a deep dive. But Tim, again, appreciate your time, man. And hopefully I get over there to London one of these days hopefully next year for the Health Optimization Summit.
1: Yeah, come as my guest, man.
0: We'll be in touch. But otherwise, this is Tim Gray and Dr. Mike Belkowski signing off another episode of The Red Light Report. You guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for for listening listening to to The Red Light Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of Red Light Therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolight. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.